all-too-magical Christmas. A seasonal report in 24 sections. Written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. Incident Report YUL 20 backslash 12. Section 16. I am, as you might imagine from my profession as an actual government wizard, generally against the burning of witches. It is cruel, prejudiced, and, if they're an actual witch, rarely works. And if it does work, then they weren't a witch. And congratulations, you've just committed an extraordinarily unpleasant murder. Which was precisely what I was not intending to do. I was actually expecting the witch to escape the flames as easily as I had, especially when the little black cat came jumping through the hole I had made in the walls. But the storybook house was burning down, and no one else came out. The cat began to prowl back and forth round the edge of the conflagration, watching. The pages that were the walls curled up and away from the beams of spines, the sentences blackening, catching. The books that were the roof took flight in the rising hot air, their covers spreading like wings, then catching fire, flaming birds spiralling up into the sky. In the roaring fire you could hear the snap and hiss of the consonants, the pop of the vowels as the words burnt up, the flames chattering all their stories at once. And still no one came out. The cat came back round a corner of the house and stared at me. I wish it to be recorded in this report that I was immensely sorry about that, sorry for as long as it took me to find the actual pen of children around the back. Actually, it was less of a pen and more of a hedge, a hedge of holly, thick, bristling, and at least twice my height. There was a gap in the hedge, a sort of arch, and I poked my head through. Inside, a path branched left and right. All right, then, it was more of a maze, a maze of holly, thick, bristling, and... Ow! impossible to climb or push through. Help! came the cry again from somewhere inside. Hello? I called back. Are you all okay? Did she eat any of you? Are you going to eat any of us? said someone, and It's Harry Potter! said someone else. Of course, the children from outside Drosselmeyer's shop, the children who had started this whole thing by shouting insults up at my window, and now they needed saving again. It is, I think, a credit to my professionalism that I decided that it was going to be me that was going to have to do it. From the other side of the burning house behind me, the cat was watching, the flames reflected, dancing in its green eyes. Large green eyes, larger than they were before. The whole cat was larger than it was before. Was it growing? Walk towards the sound of my voice, I called. You walk, came a reply. It's like a maze in here. It is a maze, stupid, said somebody else. It's a stupid, stupid, said another voice. I'm at the entrance, I said. You just need to find your way to me. I looked back over my shoulder. The cat was gone. But in the flickering orange light that lit the trees beyond, something big moved, big and black and stealthy. I'll keep talking, you just come towards me, I said. And then, no, wait, the gap in the hedge wasn't there. I could have sworn 
that there was a gap, I'd put my head through it, hadn't I? I started down the holly hedge, searching for it. Hang on, I said. You're moving, said a voice. You don't move, hairy poo-poo. Stupid wizard, said someone. I came to the end of a wall of holly and discovered it was a corner. From the shadows in the forest beyond, something glimmered, a light, an eye, a cat's eye, the size of a dinner plate, two of them, green and glowing with wavering fire. I'm just trying to find a way in, I said. Wait there, I'm coming to you. There, an opening in the hedge, narrow and prickly, but less narrow and prickly than the mouth of a giant cat, I'll bet. I went through. I've found the way out, I shouted. Come towards me again. Stay there this time, came the reply. Don't worry, I'm not... The gap in the hedge wasn't there anymore. It had been narrow, perhaps I was just missing it. No. No, nothing but tangled, impenetrable holly. This doesn't go anywhere, came one of the kids' voices. Go back. Go back where, said someone else. This doesn't go anywhere either. Of course it does said the first. We came that way, stupid. Stop talking, I shouted. The hedges are listening. What are you talking about, Harry Pothead? Hedges can't listen. It's a magical maze, I said. Walls have ears. It's listening to what we're saying and changing to confuse us. We have to stop discussing things out loud. You use sign language. I'm going to sing. Oh, my God, said someone. This is the stupidest shh, said someone else. You shush, came a reply. But the voices were at least moving, even if they couldn't actually stop talking. The holly and the ivy, I began. When they are both full grown. I mean, what else was I going to sing? It was the first thing that came into my mind. At least it was seasonal. Why is he singing that stupid song? said someone. So we can. We j- j- someone despaired of trying to explain without words. J- just, just go. Of all the trees that are in the wood, at least perhaps this might mollify the hedges a bit. The holly wears the crown. That doesn't rhyme, said a voice much closer now. Groan and crown don't rhyme. That's the funny thing about carols and songs like that. You grow up singing them, and after a while you stop noticing the words at all. They just become sounds that you make along to the tune. I'm not sure I'd ever really thought about the words to the holly and the ivy before. Oh, the rising of the sun, I sang, and the running of the deer. Where was the ivy, I thought. The song was called the holly and the ivy, but where was the ivy? The playing of the merry organ, I sang, sweet singing in the choir. There were deer, there were choristers, there was an awful lot of holly, but there was no ivy. It didn't seem fair. It was in the name of the song. There really ought to be ivy. The holly bears a blossom, as white as lily flower, I sang. Lilies even, but no ivy. There really ought to be ivy. And as I thought this, something was happening to the hedges around me. Something was rustling and creeping. The holly was shaking and heaving back and forth. For a moment, I thought, 
It was the giant cat outside trying to force its way in, but then, amongst the dark, glossy holly leaves, came the bright, heart-shaped leaves of ivy. It was like one of those time-lapse sequences from a nature documentary as the stems of the ivy wound up and around the holly branches and great swathes of flat green leaves unfurled across the prickly walls, covering them entirely. You know that spark you get off your wand when you use magic? If you use magic. It occurs to me that some of you reading this might not. Well, there is, when you hold a government-issued wand and cast a government-approved spell, a sensation you get in your hand, somewhere between a shock of static electricity and pins and needles, a spark in the fingertips. Well, I was getting that now, but not just in my fingertips, all over. From my toes to my nose, I had a spark in my ears, I had magical knees. Was I doing magic? Was I doing magic without a government-approved wand and a government-mandated spell? Was I using old magic? Wild magic? Real magic? Oi! Worst wizard, came a voice. What's going on? No time for existential crises. Climb the ivy, I shouted back. Climb the ivy and get on top of the hedges. I myself grabbed a fistful of creepers and hauled myself up. I pulled myself up onto the top of a hedge as the first of the children was doing the same. They were only feet away from me, but between us, the maze switched back and forth in complicated whirls. Follow me, I said, and we ran along the wavy paths of thick ivy, high across the tops of the holly walls, to the edge of the maze, and scrambled down back into the forest beyond. You have been listening to An All Too Magical Christmas, written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. The music is The Russian Dance from Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker, played by the Norman Leyden Orchestra and by Spike Jones and his City Slickers, both sourced from the Internet Archive. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, as well as most places that there are podcasts. But... Wherever it is, please rate and review us. It really helps. We also now have a YouTube channel. Just search YouTube for Tales from Ruritania or follow the link in the show notes for more seasonal stories and videos. You can get in touch through our website at ruritania.co.uk where you can also find links to all our other stories. And tune in next episode for another exciting update from your hardworking government wizard. Government wizard.